Welcome to The Organic Advocate. I'm your host, Taya O'Carroll, the founder, CEO, and farmer behind Yield Organic. Here at The Organic Advocate, we get real about the challenges and solutions to organic agriculture. Today, I'm in studio with Rodrigo Zarita with eWeb Strategy talking about why sharing your voice is important, especially in agriculture. Glad to be here. Thank you, Taya. You consistently find and explore different perspectives through your adventures in advocating for both farmers and buyers in ag. I am curious to hear more about why you are encouraging people to share their own voice. Does this have anything to do with your meetings in D.C. this month? You bet it does. (laughs) And like Rodrigo said, I just spent a week in Washington, D.C. And before the trip, I actually wondered if the farm bill would be you know, in my mind, ideally passed and approved before my visit to the House and Senate, or would it still be in the process? Well, I read it went up for vote and did not pass. Any insight on why not? So depending on who you spoke with on the Hill, um, there was conjecture, of course, and some people may be trying to reshape the SNAP program, which is part of the Farm Bill, and therefore delaying any affirmative vote. Others say it's because consensus could not be reached. You know, either way, it doesn't matter because it didn't pass. So what's next? Is it going to be rewritten or what is the process? Well, as the day progressed during my visits, it came out that it was anticipated to be up for a vote again in mid-June. So some a little are more skeptical said that, you know, we might not get it passed before the current Farm Bill expires in September. When the proposed Farm Bill expires, the current bill stays in place. But if the funding has run out, then there's no money for existing programs to continue. Is that right? Yeah, that's correct. Wow. So, sounds like the timing of your trip allowed you to discuss or at least share some of the key points that needed to be addressed. Well, being the optimist whether the Farm Bill is passed or not, I quickly learned why sharing your voice is important. Hmm. How important it is to show up and keep showing up. This was actually my first trip to the Hill, and I wasn't sure what to expect. It could be easy to get involved with the party politics and people's opinions, but that wasn't why I was there. You were in (laughs) Washington, D.C., and you didn't want to get involved in politics. I know, right? I look at the situation a little bit differently. It's easy to roll into the political role and people's opinions, but when I had meetings, I took the stance that it was simply an opportunity to have a conversation with someone who may or may not necessarily agree with you, but to see if a common ground can be established and your position can be shared. The joke of it, which is really kind of tough, is that you literally have around 15 minutes or so to do this in. I I have done this before and it's quite the process. You have to try to share what's important to you and how that is relevant and aligns with the needs and desires of their constituents and how together you can make a difference. That's right. So how did you like the experience, Taya? Well, I'd like to thank the OTA, which stands for the Organic Trade Association, for making the Hill visits possible. So as part of their annual Organic Week in D.C. program, They made it possible for OTA members to visit more than 160 offices in that one day. That's a lot. It is a lot. And trust me, your feet feel like it's a lot (laughs) at the end of the the day. But, I mean, when you're journeying and you're going back and forth between the House and the Senate offices, we all seem to ask each other, so how did your meetings go? Or what did you think? Good questions. I mean, what did you think? I mean, share your experience with everyone listening. (laughs) 
Well, the first visit I left, honestly, I felt a little skeptical that what was said was actually heard. <laughs> so I stopped and asked my fellow OTM members who were very kind and share with me that on my first visit, if you do anything differently, you know, or rather, you know, what was said will have an impact or make a difference. That's the question I was asking them. It is hard to tell. Politicians tend not to want to show their cards, so the straight-faced response you get to your statements and questions usually don't feel like (laughs) affirmations towards your desired outcome. Yes, I agree, and that left me a little curious. Why curious? That's not the reaction I thought you or someone who just had their first meeting with a senator's office would say. Curious, I guess, because I wonder why everyone else was in the hallways doing the same thing that we were. What do you mean? Having (laughs) having been through the process on a different issue, why did you think all those people were there? Each building, I'm just trying to think of the best way to answer this. So when you're there, each building is a buzz. It's with different people shuffling about. Everybody's going in and out of offices. They're talking to each other. And I literally wondered what this was all about. I know it sounds simple. But I quickly felt some sort of competitiveness come out to me. And if you know me, that's not that I want someone to necessarily win or lose, but rather the importance of why we're all here. If you don't take the time to share your voice, I think is the part that I learned. You don't take that time to put your skin in the game to represent or put a voice to what's important or how you can make a change. Everybody else will. Sounds like this DC trip really had an impact on you. And I'm glad that you took the time to advocate for producers and buyers in the ag sector. Yes, and it's not about organic versus regenerative versus conventional. This is about developing best practices for everyone in the ag and having the tools and resources to do just that, develop best practices. You were gone a couple of days. I know the Organic Trade Association had several other meetings. What else did you participate in? Did you attend the Organic Center's Innovative Organic Confluences Summit? I think that kicked off DC Week. Yeah, actually did. You have a good memory. That's exactly where the week started. A day and a half was dedicated to learning about how organic agricultural research makes a difference and what is needed to provide tools for farmers in a sustainable way. Bottom line, how do we implement the best practices that can be shared across the industry? I also felt very blessed to be able to be one of those presenters on the panel talking about information transfer to transitioning and split operations. That was cool. It was. (laughs) You mentioned before we started the podcast that someone was not able to attend and you were asked if you could step in. Mm -hmm. So for those of us who could not be there, do you mind highlighting what you shared with the panel audience in D.C.? Well, with the title of the panel being about information transfer to transitioning and split operations, the key takeaways that I wanted to share are, it all started for me and it does every day, is collaboration. That's a word that I heard several times throughout the day as I was listening to other presenters, that no matter what role someone plays within the industry, it is literally up to all of us to share information to lift everyone up and move the industry forward. So that would be my first takeaway I'd want someone to have. Nice. Secondly, um, that as we share information, I think it's critical and very important to not create or add to the fissures within the farming community, to go back to the feeling and knowing that we're all one, we're farmers. And we're not, as I mentioned a little bit earlier, conventional versus regenerative versus organic. 
And I think the biggest takeaway of all was just from my own personal experience that as a farmer, one of the reasons I started Yield Organic was because there was a lack of information about how to navigate through both the marketing and literally the weeds. And again, if we all collaborate, we can all make a difference faster. Well, if that's a snapshot of what other presentations were like, I believe that collectively OTA members are going to be bringing good and necessary things to the industry. I hope so. Uh, that's one of the reasons we asked for additional research funding within the Farm Bill, to help support the information that needs to be developed to help the industry continue to operate sustainably and move together towards regenerative practices. A lot going on in D.C. this week. No doubt. <laughs> Important information has been shared, and that was all within a couple of days. Mm -hmm. Dare I ask what else you learned? Yeah, I thought it was a lot too. The other highlights from uh, my time in D.C. as part of the Organic Week in D.C. was what took place on the last day. The OTA hosted a policy conference. Looking at the agenda from the meeting you all went through, the key areas were trends that are shaping the organic industry, how to stay ahead of meeting consumer demand, and Ambassador Darcy Vetter from your area in Nebraska mm -hmm. was there to talk about international trade. Yes, and it was really impressive. So to hear all the panel members and all the presenters, it was a really a great day. And we also had the option to break out into a couple of different, more specific meetings. And of course, the ones I went to focused on farming. And there was one gentleman I just kind of want to highlight. Um, he took the time and was asked to share his story. So the gentleman's name is Daryl Wood. He's the owner of Leave It Lake Ranches. And what he shared about is something that I'm passionate about. And we've talked about on podcasts in the past. I've written a couple of blogs about how to transition to organic and how that can make a difference in longevity or farm. Yes. Well, Daryl shared what he was struggling with as a cattle rancher in Northern California. And he shared a very personal story that one day when his son was headed off to college, he turned back to his dad. And this still actually gets to me because it was hard to hear. As his son was headed off to college, he turned back to his dad to say that he wanted to come back to the farm when he was done. The hardest part, and I think anybody as a farmer can relate to it, is whether you have kids or not, is that Daryl couldn't share at the time with his son that he wasn't sure that he'd still be there for him when he got out of college, that, wow. the, that the ranch or the farm would still be there. So one of the other ranchers that Daryl uh, worked with uh, said, you know what, let's go organic. And they shared the marketing opportunities. And in the end, the story turned out well that his son was able to return and be part of the farm and keep that farming and ranching legacy going. It's just an amazing story. It's something that we experienced on our farm, but when you hear yeah. others say it, it's like sometimes you relate to something so much because you know what it feels like because of your attachment to the land. I know you shared in the past, as you mentioned in blogs and in the podcast, I believe it was with your mom, how farming used to be and how transitioning to organic has helped you be able to make enough money to help meet the rising cost of healthcare and expenses your mom experiences with being retired and how being organic allowed you to keep moving forward with what you are passionate about, farming. That's exactly it. And that's why I thank Daryl and shared with him that he wasn't the only one. It was really important to me that he knew that, you know, 
you're very vulnerable when you start telling that kind of story at that level of detail with an audience. And I just really wanted him to know that, you know, he wasn't the only one that had faced that adversity of staying on the farm. And with traditional commodity prices being low, that organic is an option that's on the table. And I really think it's worth looking at. That's a strong affirmation. What an incredible week. Next year, I will have to go (laughs) with you and try to take all of this in firsthand. Somehow, you, you have a way of sharing both day-to-day aspects on the farm, as well as the big picture of the industry. Thanks, Taya. Well, thank you. And I'm grateful for farmers and everyone within the industry. And this might sound a little odd, but take a time out. Thank a farmer today. You know, take a moment to look at your dinner plate. Go to the store, you know, see all the fresh produce, everything within the store. Bake a sweet treat. Share it with someone. But take in the gratitude about what is being consumed because it's truly, truly a gift from Mother Nature and the farmers that's meant to be shared and appreciated. Yes. So on that note, I would like to thank each and every one of you for tuning in. This concludes our podcast. Once again, thank you for listening to The Organic Advocate. You can connect with us on Facebook forward slash Yield Organic and on Twitter at Yield Organic. To learn more about the Organic Trade Association, visit OTA.com. If you have any questions about Yield Organic, you can reach us on Twitter using the hashtag OrganicAdvocate, and we look forward to hearing from you. If you'd like to be a guest on the Organic Advocate or connect with us, please reach out to us on Facebook forward slash Yield Organic and on Twitter at Yield Organic. Keep tuning in. We'll see you next time.